It's Golden Hour Adventure Time, featuring everyday people doing extraordinary things. From the peaks of victory to the valleys of defeat, these are their stories. Now, from the back of the pack, your hosts, Justin and Robbie. Yo, yo, yo. Today, we got a special, special guest. We have Robbie's sister, Spacey Casey Curtis. Is that right? That works. That works. All right. I, I just know Spacey Casey, but I'm sure that there's something else in there. So, like, uh, let, let's start it off. Just tell the story behind that name. That's a pretty freaking sweet name. So, my boyfriend is giving it to me, or has, my boyfriend has given me that nickname. Um, I tend to be in my own world a whole lot of the time. So, it's one of those things I'll be doing my thing and then trying to bring me back into the, the same arena as everyone. So he'll call me Spacey Casey. Um, my name is Casey Curtis. So my initials are Casey. That's where the. Okay. All right. So, so I just called you Spacey Casey or (laughs) Spacey Casey Curtis Curtis. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, it wouldn't be golden hour adventure podcast if I didn't butcher somebody's name. So, uh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be the first and you certainly will not be the last. I promise you that. So, uh, we have some guests coming up. Their names I definitely cannot pronounce, and I'm going to let Robbie introduce them. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, so you ran a little. <laughs> you ran a little race yesterday. I wouldn't say little, but you uh, you got your introduction to trail running yesterday. Is that right? Oh, well, I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> you ran uh, the Quad Rock 25, a race that I am very familiar with. Yeah, it was a great time well what what made what made you want to get into trail running Robbie (laughs) you can't just put the blame on him you have to at least take some ownership here (laughs) well we had a conversation back in December on a few different things new year's resolution and you know looking for something to do and figured that I should try racing again. I've done it, did it a while back. I ran a 5k back in 2018 after a long relationship. And that was like, or after a breakup. Um, so I joined like a skirt sport group and they pretty much gave you an entry to the CSU homecoming 5k, you know, gave you some gear and, uh, ran that. And I was just like, Oh, I really enjoy this. And then I think that year we ran horse tooth Thanksgiving morning. And I said, that was really fun. And then we also did horse tooth horse tooth is what horse tooth rock. Okay. That is that a trail or a race or that's the second portion of quad rock. Oh, when you okay. Up. Yeah. I, I, a, I don't remember the names rock, of them. Uh, in Fort Collins. It looks like a horse tooth. Oh, okay. Um, when you're oh, driving that's down. The, uh, that's the second aid station. Okay, I remember now. Correct. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I remember now. I was confused. I didn't know if that was a race or a trail or what. No, we just did it. Uh, we went and watched the sunrise on Thanksgiving morning. Mm-hmm. Got you. I'm tracking now. <laughs> did Palmer 24-hour death race and... Um, really enjoyed that. And I think 2018 was the last time that I did any running. 
Um, and then this year I thought it would be a, a good idea to do something. And Robbie said, sign up for the quad rock 25. And I said, sure, let's do it. So we signed up right <laughs> there on ultra sign up and signed them up too. And that's where nice. the training started. So where in that 24 hour that you ran back in 2018, what, uh, how many miles did you get in that one? Oh, I think it was 16, 16. 16 okay. Yeah. Is that a platform where you, you run with a team type thing or. No, it was just another race that you could sign up for. And okay. it was just like your own, whatever you want to do, you do. And I didn't have any goal at that point. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. I went okay. with Robbie and my mom and. Well, she wanted to go for a marathon. Okay. Yeah. And the Palmer death, that's like the Palmer Lake death race is 24 hour format. Uh, it's a 0.88 mile loop around Palmer Lake. Woo. That's yeah. a tough one. <laughs> it's about at, uh, I want to say it's a 6,000 feet elevation. I could okay. be wrong. Yeah. Um, one aid station, uh, double track around the lake, flat, okay. flat of the pancake. Yeah. Yeah. Man, 0.88. That would go. Yeah, I don't know how you got 16 miles of that. <laughs> that would be rough. I don't mind the loops, but when they're short like that, that's that's a little insane. That's crazy. So anyway, you got the itch and you're just like, you know what? I need to get back into this. And uh, let me just try to find the hardest 25 miler that I could possibly find. <laughs> and, that was my fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go brotherly love there, huh? <laughs> well, I said, you know, if you want to be an ultra runner, there's no other way than uh, just to go for it. <laughs> is the is ultra running a something that you're you're expiring to to achieve? Oh, for sure. There's going to be lots more down the road. That's what I like to hear. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's get into your training a little bit. What did your What did your training look like leading into Quadrant? Oh man, it wasn't the right training for the first three months. That's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I imagine that being in Colorado, you had to be on the road quite a bit with uh, the snow and trails probably being. Yeah, I guess it was just the lack of knowledge as far as what Quad Rock 25 really entailed. And I was just getting back into running. And I'm like, oh, just I should just run. And I did a lot of like bike path running. Um in my own neighborhood after the first month, it felt pretty good. You know, I remember the little victories running a half a mile was cool. Running three miles was great. Um, and I thought I was doing really good and I was doing really good. I mean, it's been a long time and, uh, really found myself in those moments of getting out there, you know, finding the grind of either doing it in the morning or knocking it out after work. Um, but then April came and they had the quad rock pre-race, which Robbie came down for. And I got my ass handed to me. Like I was super humbled at that moment. And I realized at that point that I needed to, if I wanted to really do the quad rock 25 in its entirety, that I needed to get out on the trails and do it. So three weeks leading up to quad rock, I was making my way after work, heading up to Lori State Park and doing as much as I could before 
sunset and then being able to come home and still have some time with my, my family. Nice. But uh, yeah, yeah, we, we heard about your, uh, your bonk in the training run, the 20 oh. mile training run. <laughs> you want to tell, you want to tell some, some of it in your own words, because Robbie told it in his words and it's, uh, you know, at the, at the time of this recording, it will be released. Um, well, it's releasing tomorrow, so you'll hear, you'll be able to hear your story by Robbie, but I want to hear it from your words. Yeah. So it was really fun for the first little bit. <laughs> um, then we went down a trail or up a trail, Spring Creek trail felt really good through, I don't know, probably the first five miles it was new and it was exciting and then headed up spring creek and man i just went downhill from there uh is that the just, first climb to towers no so we had already done towers it was um going back down we kind of ran the the route backwards oh okay um, got you so instead of going i guess down Spring Creek. Down Spring Creek from Towers. We went up it. And that's when it all started kicking in. I just didn't have the mental capacity. Um, kept on pushing through. I, you know, I was just like, oh, it'll get better. Got back up to Towers Road and then we headed down Mill Creek. And from there, my IT band had me in a world of unknown. That sucked. Um, and pretty much just cried all the way down. Robbie took off in front of me and put my sunglasses down and just had a little pity party and <laughs> cried and said, what am I doing? And maybe we shouldn't do this, but just keep going. Um, and then I would, you know, catch up to Robbie and he would run down a little bit more. And I was like, I really fucking hate this. <laughs> And then uh, just seeing, you know, having bikers and hikers, you know, just cruising up past us and waiting as I'm like hobbling down the the path or the trail. It was that moment in time. I was like, this is going to break me for sure. Like, it's been fun, but there's so much more to being able to be an ultra runner or even running trails. It's not, it's not road running. Like it is not the same. Um, but yeah, I didn't know what bonking was and that's a whole experience. Um, <laughs> came out of it a little bit. So felt pretty good afterwards, but I mean, it was pretty dark for, I was like, I don't know. It wasn't very long, but it was like three miles of pure sadness. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, we talk about a bonk and we laugh about a bonk, but the craziness of like being in the, in the middle of it, it's, it's wild. Cause you're just like, you feel so sorry for yourself and you're like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Why am I doing this? Um, but yeah, kudos to you for, you know, pulling yourself out of it. I mean, you had, you know, a very experienced runner with you to help you pull it out. And so luckily you had him there, but, um, and, and he understands exactly, you know, what a bonk is and how to, how to pull yourself out of it. But man, when you're out there and you're in it and you're just like, damn, I can't do this anymore. I completely understand. And I think yeah, everybody no, who is an ultra runner or even a runner, you know, understands what a, what a bonk is and how bad it is. And it's one of those things you have someone with you and they're talking to you and you're, 
and you just stop hearing them. You just go into this world of like your own mind and you're like, okay. Or you tell him to shut up because you don't want to listen to him anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I think he, I think he picks up on it. I I get super silent. I'm like, it's just like, "Mm -hmm." okay. You know, little things like that. And I think that's where we usually part ways for a minute. Yeah. When I crew people and I know they're kind of going through that situation or, you know, they're starting to get into that situation. I kind of, sometimes I don't know when to stop and I will just kind of bug them. And then I have to realize like, Oh, he doesn't want to talk to me right now. Or she doesn't want to talk to me. <laughs> like, yeah, let me run them ahead a little a little bit and let them, uh, let them get their space. You know, and sometimes you try to bring them up with spirits and laughter and all that, but that doesn't work either sometimes because you know, when you're in that bad of a place, you really just got to figure it out on your own. So I always say getting out of a situation, food and time. So what got you out? Was it food and time? Time. time. No time. Okay. Yeah. Um, that first 20 miles, I mean, it was really, a com- I felt very accomplished. Um, but I mean, lack of nutrition, water wasn't so bad. I felt pretty hydrated. That wasn't a, a concern, but, um, I'm pretty sure it was just the not fueling properly, whether it be probably the, that entire week before going into that. I mean, I had no idea that was again, very, very humbling as far as getting out there and running that first 20 miles and super thankful. I did that because that changed my whole mindset of that. I great that I can run, but not to the standards of what quad rock would take to finish. Um, we started not DFL. Um, there was people behind us, but we sure ended it that way. I mean, <laughs> parking lot was empty by the time we got back. Uh, there's, they were cleaning up and I was like, I don't even want to No, I don't want to go over and see anybody like let's load up the car and let's go. <laughs> yeah. But you know what a DFL is? It's a finish. That's very true. I, and I, this was at the training run. Yeah. 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 Still, I think DF, I, yeah, it, it is still a finisher, right? But it's one of those ones when I went back to yesterday or yeah, yesterday, um, I just didn't want to be the last person. And I thought, I'm pretty sure I thought I was the last person for a majority of it. Well, let's jump into it. How did, uh, how did the, the morning start out? Were you nervous? Yeah, pretty nervous. Um, I hate the first two miles of that road. Um, not a big fan. Would rather just hit the trail and get going. Um, starting out, it was fun. Weather was beautiful, nice and cool. Um, I would say all the way up through the first aid station, everything went really well. Um, you got to talk about your first aid ex- aid station experience, though. Yeah, that. Uh, they need to back up. <laughs> it was, I, I guess I wasn't prepared for them to be up in my, you know, just very into helping you and, you know, grabbing, like trying to grab your water bottles for me. I mean, I was just, I was really taken back by that. And how many times you get asked, do you need something? And after you just say like, I just need it. Uh, no, I'm okay. Or I need a second. And then not even 30 seconds later, do you need something or someone <laughs> else comes up? 
Um, so I guess I didn't realize what an aid station was. Um, everyone was super friendly. Um, a weird variety of food. Was, yeah, there is uh, typically <laughs> a weird variety. I love yeah. it though. Yeah, no, it was, um, they had pickle juice and I was super stoked on that. Um, it was nice that it felt like a, it was a good vibe at the towers aid station. Um, but yeah, that was, I guess that was each station. I just, it was just unique that very nice that they're there to help you, but it was, you know, when you're running for that amount of time and you're like, I can't even think like, I just want to, I, I made it. I just want to think through something real fast. Yeah. Cause that, that's a, that's a rough climb up to towers. That first climb you're, you know, you run two miles or three miles on the road and get on that little bitty trail, but then boom, it just hits you in the face and you get on that road and you're like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> Once you get to that, that aid station, you're like, thank you. <laughs> then you get a yeah. sweet buttery downhill and I wouldn't yeah, say so buttery, that, but it's down. Yeah, no, that was a that was probably the best part of the the quad rocks. I I felt really good at that point. Um, was able to run a, a good chunk of it. Felt good at making it to the next aid station. You know, three miles out of Towers down to Horse Tooth. Um, that was good. And then, man, that Horse Tooth climb that was another rough one. I. Um, didn't dig that at that point I was, I don't know, maybe we were between 10 and 13 or 10 and 12 miles at that. Not uh, even so we were 10 miles at the horse tooth eight station. So we were between 11, we were going up. So we were probably 11 or 12 miles doing when we were going up. Yeah. And, uh, horse tooth up was a hard climb. I mean, it wasn't, I would say that was probably the hardest climb for for me mentally was just trudging up horse tooth i think it's yeah, i think that's that's a more. that's a point where the sun starts to come out a little bit and and it's a lot of exposed climbing through that portion so i i, I remember that being pretty brutal <laughs> yeah and i know the goal is to get more than 26.2 miles to be considered an ultra runner so i didn't feel like 25 was going to be enough so we made a little plan to uh, catch a couple of extra miles um, along the way. And so we did summit horse tooth rock once we got to the top, um, slid down the rocks and I realized that my shoes were loose. And I just want to say when you're coaching a new runner, it's probably ideal to tell them how to tie a shoe. <laughs> so I've been running with loose shoes this entire time and Robbie finally I don't know what you call that he'll lock yeah he'll lock and boy did that make a world of difference like I felt like I was back in the game um because heading down horse tooth my IT band I definitely suffer with with my right leg um and so after we we fixed the shoes I was good again um had no started, I would say probably after that started slowing down. I mean, the climb to horse tooth really wiped me. Um, ran, ran, walk, hiked back to towers again. 
And then I think that's where, so aid station was good. And then from there it was, it started Wait, becoming difficult. What did you, what did you have at that aid station? You had to have something cool. Cause now you're about what, 15 miles in and you're like, yeah, mm, we had, uh, there's probably had some... some good food there. <laughs> we had bacon. Well, a piece of bacon was probably the best part of it. Um, bacon's always yeah, a, a really good, I don't know what it is about bacon, but man, when you're on a trail run and like, you just have some bacon, it's just like, it's like the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. It yeah. was, they pulled it right off the grill. So it was still super oh, hot. Perfect. Super salty. Yep. Love it. I didn't eat a, a whole lot of food. Um, I guess looking back, sure. I probably should have had some more, but I just didn't really know how my, how I would react with all the food. I'm, you know, nerves are still pretty heavy. Haven't really done a lot of real food, did a lot of gels in my training. So I, I kind of stuck with what I felt comfortable with. Yeah. Um, they had some V fuel at the stations, which was a happy time. I mean, that was, stuff was good. Um, had a quesadilla along the way. Love them. Quesadillas. Yeah. I don't know what it is about quesadillas. I don't normally ever eat quesadillas, but then when I get in a race, I'm like, oh man, I just really want a quesadilla right now. <laughs> <laughs> they did have Otter Pops at the Tower Aid Station. Oh, those are good. Those are good. Yeah. We didn't hang out at the aid stations too long. I mean, we grabbed a, one or two things, drank water, and then headed back out. Um, And I would say the worst part, I guess not the worst part, but the, the part that really set in was Arthur's portion. I got, you got to talk about going down Mill Creek where you suffered the last time. Oh yeah. So no crying down Mill Creek. Uh, the second time. Perfect. Didn't, it went pretty good. Um, still the IT band pain was there. Um, but I was still, I mean, I climbed up that when I was training. So I got to see the downside and the upside of it. So I felt pretty good there because it was something that I knew at that point. Um, still super slow. I felt like I slowed down a whole lot there. Uh, that's a, that's a tough descent. I remember yeah. that just being real steep. That's a real steep down. And then, you know, the rocks make it hard to, you know, kind of get in a groove with running and then you got switchbacks to it. Like, you can run it fast, but you really got to pay close attention to where your your feet are moving. That's a that's a tough one. Well, that's when we started coming across the 50, 50 milers. So they were hauling back up it. So it was one of those things too, you know, wanted to let them keep moving. Um, so it was a little, a lot of, you know, stepping to the side, things like that. Um, but made it through, you know, felt really good after that. I was just like, man, we're almost done. This is great like cake it's in the bag no problem I uh, hit Arthur's aid station felt really good I was just like cool last aid station you know and then seven more miles and I was like that's easy peasy right I didn't mind the climb up Arthur's it wasn't so bad uh there were some signs that said it was like super steep and super rocky and I was like oh god um but it wasn't wasn't too bad. It was just exposed. And it was, that was when it started getting hot. 
a bunch of 50 milers came through on, on that portion. And that's, you know, it's pretty tight up there. So that was a little bit tough. Um, but yeah, I made it to the top of Arthur's rock. And that was another time when like, let's go summit Arthur's rock to get some more, you know, the bonus miles. And that's where it just ended for me. Like full on coming down those rocks again. I was just like, well, that was dumb. We should have just kept on going. And then Robbie's like five more miles. And I looked at him and I'm like, what do you mean five more miles? Like we're two miles out. Like, how are we five more miles? And he's like, yeah, five more miles. And I think at that point, like I couldn't even calculate the miles on my watch. I was just, you know, we saw the, that, you know, the finish line from the top of the rock. And I guess now that after we, it was five miles down, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That was five miles away. But man, after Robbie uh, told me that I just shut down, I couldn't even like, there was no part of me that even wanted to run. I just wanted to sulk all the way. There was like a, a long service road that we probably could have ran and I should have ran. But at that point I was just like, I'm, I'm done. Like <laughs> five more miles. And Robbie, as a as an experienced runner, you know, and a ultra runner, you you know when you do not call out mileage to your your person that you're pacing. <laughs> you're right. You know, then I uh, I always I hate when people shoot low. You know, they tell you, oh, it's you know four miles when it's really five miles. I so hate I shot that too. High. Why do people do that? I don't know. Sometimes I'll come to an aid station. I'm like, how far to the next one? They're like, oh, it's only three miles. And it'll be like 12 miles or something. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to shoot high. So, you know, hopefully it's only four miles, but. (laughs) That's funny. Right about five. And then from there, I mean, the, I thought we were going to have like a smooth climb down and it was not that Arthur's trail back down. I mean, again, just like Mill Creek, the switchbacks, super rocky. I think that's even more narrow. Um, but yeah, I was, I was also hoping like that we were going to start catching up to people and passing some people and that never happened. I'm like, we're DFL dude. Like the one thing that I didn't want to do again, here we are. Um, and yeah, at that point, again, I was just in my, in my head that my IT band was hurt so bad. Um, but then we got moved out of it. And Robbie said, we're, we're right here. Like you can see the finish line. You can see James's truck. Like everyone's there waiting. And then that gave me a little, a little hope to just power through the last of it. Um, by yeah, all you can see that aid station for like five miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't fast powering through the end, but, uh, Definitely made it down. Um, ran through the finish line, which was good. I was also concerned about that. I was just going to like walk it. Um, but yeah, no, Quad Rock 25 was a very humbling experience. That is, you guys, that's some difficult stuff. So the fact that I think about it now that, you know, Robbie's gone out and ran 100 miles and multiple 50 miles. And I'm like, wow. Like what you guys do is no joke. Like people think running's easy and whatever. They're crazy to run. Sure, you're crazy, but I mean that is a, a true sport. That is, I mean, will I do it again? Absolutely. And hopefully next year I'll be 
doing the 50. Uh, but I still think, I mean, getting to that finish line and then going back out to do the 50. Holy cow. Yeah, that's a, it, it was crazy. Um, two years ago I did, well, I guess three years now I did the, um, that was two years ago. I did the 20, the 50 miler and you know, you're, you're the, at that turnaround point a lot earlier than what you would be if you're running a 25 because you start starting, you know, that much earlier, but the, you know, cause they let people who run the 50, if you only get, if you decide to quit at 25, they'll give you a 25 mile finish. And so there were so many people when I was there, like, no, nope, I'm done for the day. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, that's crazy to me. Why would you, why wouldn't you just sign up for the 25? But after running the 50, I kind of understand like, well, yep, I get it. <laughs> I understand. You got to go back and do all those climbs again. But, well, hey, congratulations. Um, that's a huge accomplishment. That's not an easy 25 miler um, to to tackle, you know. I'm assuming you got the ultra, though. You did get over over the 26? Yeah, it was 26.7. Nice. Well, congrats yeah. on your first ultra marathon. Thank you. What is, uh, what's on the docket for next? So I think I'm just going to focus on, I would really like to try to get a bit faster. Um, I'm going to come out or I guess head out to Wyoming and do night crawler. And I think at that point, my goal would be to do like between 30 and 40 miles. And I think maybe when I get closer and more comfortable, I'll, I'll put a, a set mile in my mind. But as of right now, just thinking about it, 30 to 40 would be a, a nice little yeah goal. What, um, were you DFL at Quadra? No, I wasn't. No. Oh, yep. See, there you go. For you sure thought so, but. And even if you were, like we said, it's still a finish. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with being DFL. Sometimes you get some cool stuff if you're DFL. Yeah. <laughs> so going out to Nightcrawler and hopefully getting a uh, a 50K or plus out of that, that'd be cool. Any uh, aspirations of getting you a buckle? Yeah, I would love a buckle. <laughs> <laughs> we got her, Robbie. Know. She's hooked. <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to do 100 miles before my 35th birthday, so I've got about it year almost two years to accomplish that um definitely love the idea of Co coca donut uh 250 and 25 that's uh -oh. awesome uh -oh. <laughs> so coca donut 25 huh yeah 250 and 25 mm. yeah i that sounds good 250 and 25 my gosh <laughs> I was glued to the TV the entire week with Coca Dona and Air Viper running does such a good job yeah. at live streaming their races. And you know, the cool thing that I like about it is like, yeah, they focus on the front runners and they get, you know, uh, everyone cares about the race with all the, you know, the dark McKnight, like what a, what an awesome yeah. comeback that was. I, I was kind of just blown away and big, big Mike McKnight fan. Um, and so they did a really good, great coverage at following that. And, you know, the female runners, how they were just so tight coming in. Did you see the 36-mile uh, female race? Do you see that? They, they, oh. the winner passed, um, oh, no, I'm sorry, the third place passed the fourth, 
the fourth place past the third place in the little shoot area right before they went really? underneath the banner. Yeah. That's where they, that's where she got passed. Whoa. And so like when you turn the left and you're coming down the alley, that's when third, fourth place past third place. And I was just like, wow, what a race, but they just <laughs> do such a great job at, at airing it. So I just, you know, of course you watch it for a week and you're like, dang it, I probably could do that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, uh, any hundreds in mind? Anyone that particularly you have your eye on? No, I think we discussed maybe the Havelina hundred and twenty-four. That would make sense. Um, I'd like to do the Quad Rock fifty before my first hundred. Mm. But I'm definitely open to to looking. I haven't picked one yet. I think Havelina would be a great hundred for your first one. Yeah. I think that'd be a good one. I'm pretty sure Robbie and I will get together and, and figure one out. Uh definitely would love to share that experience with my brother. Um I would say that would actually that, we... that would be really cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. I think that uh, uh that you guys should do that. Well, I'll be there. I'm planning on running Havelina twenty four as well. So um I'll say I'm being there. I'm I'm planning on it, but so There's definitely be... some local ones. Like I would like to check out Never Summer. That looks beautiful. There's a couple up in Colorado or um, Steamboat. Uh, Steamboat has some new races coming up. I don't know who runs them, but they've got a few that they're adding up there. So there's a whole yeah, lot. You start getting into that area, those areas. <laughs> you start getting into Never Summer and and Steamboat area, Run Rabbit Run. Those get uh, Those are some beasts. Yeah. You, yeah if you're out. running quad rock and never summer for training runs for Havelina, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. You'll be like, this is too flat. This is too I think fast. it's like, I think it's like 6,000 feet of gain over the whole, uh, hundred, hundred milers at Havelina. And you'll get that at the 25 miler in quad rock. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. You'll be, uh, you'll be more than trained for, for Havelina. Well, sounds like you got some uh, some exciting stuff coming up. I'm uh, I'm excited to to follow along and see how you do, and hopefully, maybe run a race with you here in the next year or so. Yeah, we'll make it happen for sure. You'll have to come up here, run under the the midnight sun. Maybe. <laughs> Does it ever get warm? That's the thing. You're you're just now hitting maybe decent temperatures to go outside um today it was in my run i think the i think it was 34 so you're down here in 70s yeah i mean it's 48 now but i don't know if i've hit 50 yet we'll see maybe this week <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> right it's so insane oh my gosh what about uh going out for a 50k have you thought about going out and your your fitness is there right now. There's a there's a 50k coming up in June that Robbie and I will both be at, and I'm pretty we sure it hasn't it. sold out yet. <laughs> it's sold did, out. Did you do the whole thing? Oh, it sold out. Mm -hmm. No, really? not. He's talking about Black Hills. Yeah, Black Hills. I thought we looked at that. It's not sold out. Okay. Yeah, Black Hills isn't sold out. I don't oh, think. I'm I'm gonna go see. Uh, now I'm going to see George Strait that day. Hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, I would definitely would go see George Strait over running a 50K too. <laughs> <laughs> George Strait was actually my very first concert when I, uh, very first concert I ever went to was George Strait. Oh, wow. He came out with the, there was a stool there and he sat on the stool the whole time and just played his guitar and sang. It was pretty awesome. And I'm sure now this is, that's been 20 plus years. So I'm sure that's exactly what he's doing now too. So <laughs> hopefully he's not in a wheelchair. No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I've, I've seen still he's walking around. So yeah, that would be a fun one. But what did you think of the, um, what do you think of the trail community? So I haven't had much experience with them um, when I'm out on the trails. I would probably say in my training time, I've talked to more mountain bikers than runners. Hmm. Um, the morning of the race, you know, smiling at people walking by either they're really like they're in the zone. Um, but yeah, not much conversation. I, I don't think I've spoke to one trail runner in my, really? in my time. Yeah. Hmm. what do you think of the community? So, like at the race? Like you said, you mentioned at that one aid station, you were kind of blown away about how like friendly they were. Yeah, no, they were, um, yeah, everyone at the, the aid stations, everyone was really great. Um, and I'm assuming they probably do, you know, that's, they get together and they're probably all runners. So they were all, again, they were all really great. Everyone was so nice. Um, definitely made, like, made you feel welcome, supported. Uh, that you're you're not alone if there's you need something you know yeah. I'm pretty sure anyone any one of them would have stepped out and you know took care of you yeah NAR runners but, uh, does a really good job on on that that's the only race that I've ever ran with NAR runners but they do a fantastic job and I'm I've, every year that I've gone down there I've been impressed yeah I we've talked about it probably trying to get out and meet you know do a some of their training runs things like that uh I just, I work long hours, so, but I've not really met, yeah, not have had any conversations with any of the trail runners out here. Um, a lot of them are, are, I think that they, they're in their groups at yeah. morning of the run. So I think that they're not, you know, they're probably not looking to, to meet new runners. Um, I'm sure if I would have come in earlier and there were more people, sure. I'm sure we would have met, um, and Give had time. some great Give conversations. Give it time. You'll yeah. You start going to the training runs, you'll start meeting people. That community yeah. will will gather you up. They'll collect you. <laughs> yeah. So trail runners like to collect summer. other trail runners. It's just a thing. Yeah. So hopefully this summer I'll I'll make plans to to make that happen and get out there and meet some of the community and you know find some friendships. Nice. All right. So you started training on the trails a couple of weeks, you know, after your, or I guess after your 20 miler, you started hitting the trails harder. And then, you know, you had your big race yesterday. There has to be something embarrassing that has happened to you while you were out there. Other than your bonk. We, uh, we, you know, we know that's, that's not really embarrassing, but something embarrassing has to have happened. Yeah. So had a good run, like eight miles thought I would just blow down towers road, had a couple of runners behind me. And I'm like, I'm just going to master this. And I just went too fast, too hard. And 
you know, they're, they're trailing me. And I was like, cool. I'm like going fast. Um, but I'm pretty sure they knew that I was a noob just heading downhill in all the wrong ways. Um, I think I was hitting like, I don't know, like eight minute downhill. But by the time I, I got through that section again, blew up my IT band and couldn't even like they're passing at me, passing me. And then like, didn't even catch up to them ever again. And they weren't going super fast. So probably little things like that, just, uh, new beginner mistakes. Um, you definitely learn a lot when you're out there alone, but nothing, nothing too embarrassing or that I can think of. Um, nothing yet. <laughs> nothing yet. Yeah. I definitely it's coming. get a little, I start freaking out about sunset, you know, all the mountain lion stories. So I think that's always funny that like, I don't ever push myself to run at night. So Robbie and I had a conversation that were probably pretty good to be out there and, you know, come down the trail at nighttime, but that'd be the only thing is like my, I don't want to be up there in the dark. So that's pretty silly, but I think I need to, to work past that. Um, I can okay. definitely understand and appreciate not running at night sometimes on the trails that can be freaky by yourself. I, I could get that. One, uh, one embarrassing thing that happened was, is we were going up Arthur's and, uh, we were on those uh, those switchbacks that you're on that kind of smooth track through that meadow. And I don't know if you remember, you just start zigzagging up, mm -hmm. and uh, I kept hitting turkeys. And I'm like, like I'm like, where's these turkeys at? And then kept hearing turkeys. I'm like, they got to be right there. And uh, we stopped. And uh, I don't hear the turkeys. And we keep going again. And then I hear the turkeys again. And I was like, where the heck are these turkeys? Then uh, Casey goes, that's my thighs rubbing together. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh my gosh. That, that's what we want to hear. We want to hear that. So yeah. And at that point in time, I, when he said that, I was just like, yeah, those are my thighs. And oh, I was like, I'm not chasing though. But yeah. <laughs> and I know we were just like, he kept on talking about the turkeys. And I was like, Dude, let's just keep on going. I don't hear the turkeys. I've, didn't, I've never seen turkeys up here. And I'm like, oh my God. Turkey thighs, dude. Turkey thighs. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be the uh that's gonna be the the headline on this show. The turkey thighs. <laughs> I could probably make my own gear like spacey casey turkey thighs. <laughs> for all my ultras. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Put the shovel down. Get out of the yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I'm just going to turn the music up. I'll let you go. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So Casey, what kind of, uh, what kind of gear are you using? So I've enjoyed Hoka's. Um, I run a Salmon pack, a Coros watch and experienced chafing in the first 20 miles. So I don't do short shorts. Um, so I've found a pair of like Brooks running shorts. They're like eight inches. Those have been pretty comfortable. Yeah. Um, still I'm trying to, I don't, then that's about it. Like I'll wear whatever top there's no. No preference on that. Yeah. Have you, uh, yet. Robbie, have you, have you not introduced her to squirrels nut butter yet? Uh, after the chafing it, 
the 20 mile training run. I said, you need to get some squirrels, not butter. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if she got in or not. Did you get some? Yeah, I did. That, uh, but I was too nervous to run in my favorite shorts because yeah, I didn't want to do that again. <laughs> you should I mean, write Brooks and let them like know turkeys. that their, their shirts sound or shorts sound like turkeys. <laughs> Very true. Uh, well, so we always ask our guest, um, who's somebody that has ex- inspired you that you think would be a cool guest on our show, help us grow our network. Do you have someone in mind? I don't because I'm super new to this. Um, I probably have yeah, to come okay. back to that. Yeah, yeah. No worries. I, I would say I probably know a couple of like clients of mine that probably do some crazy things that if I come across some of their stories, I can shoot them your way, but yeah. I would say Robbie, but I think you know him. <laughs> Robbie, do you want to do a do you want to do an interview? <laughs> they hear enough of us, me. <laughs> well, Casey, where can uh, where can everybody find you at? Your social medias. You want to do a shout out to anybody? We'll give you a little bit of space. Definitely shout out to my family. I mean, they've sacrificed moving on with life without me there. Um, so my kids, um, are always so happy and keep me in a good place. Uh, very proud of what I accomplished. Um, never, you know, never disowned me for taking the time and having late nights away, you know, coming home and eating cold dinners. So, and then of course my boyfriend, James, he has been fully supported. He tells everyone that his girlfriend's an ultra runner now. Um, (laughs) All of my, yeah, all of my beacons that I'd send him along the way, he'd share it with everyone. And it was just, you know, I don't have many friends, um, but I've had a lot of support from people, family. Uh, My in-laws have been phenomenal. My parents are super excited. Uh, I don't think that they would ever have thought that their daughter and son would both be running together. But you can find me on Instagram as well at Spacey Casey or at Spacey underscore Casey. And then Facebook, I believe it's Casey Curtis, but that will soon be updated to Spacey Casey. And that's just Spacey, the letter K, the letter C, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, Casey, thanks for coming on. This was uh, awesome. Um, I'm always, uh, I always love a good podcast when, you know, we can talk to someone who is brand new into the sport and kind of pick their brain on what their thoughts are. And then once you, you know, run, run your Coca Dona 250 and 25, that may be uh, another podcast we'll have to have just to see where you've come. Yeah, we could do like a, a yearly check in with how I've evolved. <laughs> Maybe the, uh, <laughs> turkey thighs won't be a thing (laughs) oh the turkey thighs it's awesome it was a so one thing to add after the the race was over and we're at the finish line we were sitting there with rachel and her friend rachel is a guest on the golden hour podcast uh they asked would you do this again and what was your answer of course yeah let's do it there was no hesitation Love it. And, uh, Rachel looked over and goes, she's going to be on ultra sign up on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really neat. Um, I, 
um, you know, Rachel and I are both coached by the same person. And so I saw that she was running the 25 and I, and I was like, man, I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, Robbie's going to be out there. You should reach out. And I, you know, I, I think that's really cool that our small little world was able to, to meet each other and get to, you know, know each other. And I just, I don't know. It's, it's kind of cool that just, it's like a proud, a proud moment for myself. And I'm sure Robbie as well, you know, our little, our little group and community that we've created at Golden Hour Adventures, you know, is, is we're starting to meet people that we've interviewed and, you know, you've gotten to hang out with Rachel and that was probably super cool. And I don't know, just meeting another, you know, a fan of the show. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. Uh, Rachel's such a good human being. Uh, they waited for us. They could have left because they finished, you know, a little before us, but they sat and waited. He, she said that she was going to sit and wait. And they did. And they ended up hanging out for well, a good hour after the race. And yeah, great uh, conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. You know, uh, that was something, some of the community that, you know, she listened to the, the interview with her. Uh, and got to meet her. Um, so that was, you know, really cool to sit down and uh, just hang out with Rachel, uh, see, meet her in person and get to know her better. She's a great person. Yeah, she is awesome. That's cool. Yeah. That, that made me really happy when I saw that picture of you guys together. I was like, yeah, that's that's cool. That's the community that I'm that I'm glad that we've been able to create, even though it's it's still small. We're 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 you know having large impacts, I think. So yeah, and at the at the start she was looking for me. So she came and she came and found me. Cool. Which was super cool. That's you know? awesome. Cool. Shout out to Rachel. Yep. Shout out, Rachel. I'm sure she's going to go out and run 14 more 200 milers or something like that. <laughs> she kind of told us yesterday she's done with 200s until a, a cooler one comes out. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, she did the the triple crown before there was a triple crown. <laughs> yeah. So, well, hey, thanks, uh, Casey, for coming on. Robbie, thanks, as always. Um, congrats again. It was, that's a huge accomplishment. Um, yeah. Awesome. So I guess we'll, uh, see you on the trail. Sounds good.